0: Hi, my name is Jennifer Savage. I'm with Cleet Public Affairs, and we're here with Charlie Wilkinson today. Hello, Charlie. Good morning. I wanted to go ahead and start off this podcast um, with an overall picture of law enforcement and what the climate is today.
1: Well, officers are facing more. They're expected to do more with less, and they're facing more critical uh, situations uh, in their careers, and uh, so that's where unions can help. It's uh, kind of our, our time to prove up what we can do for them.
0: Charlie, you've been at Cleet a long time. Um, over your time at Cleat, what have you seen change as far as the attacks or criticism on law enforcement over the years?
1: Well, I think that that uh, officers have always had difficult jobs, dangerous, violent, and they've uh, risked their lives. But there was this expectation when I first came to Cleat in 1994, there was this expectation that officers were going to do these things in exchange for a uh, deferred compensation, that they, they were going to put their lives on the line and protect the public public, protect families, communities, and they, they would make this this giant risk and offer themselves up. And in, in return, though, that at the end of their lives, when uh, the stress and and, and the violence and, of the workplace had, had broken them down and aged them, that they would be able to have a decent retirement. And even that is being challenged. Also, I think different then, officers were expected to take action in the field. They were expected to keep the public safe. The public seemed to believe in the greater good that the officer was behaving on behalf of, of the whole community. And so they weren't held as, to a, as, as strong a, a standard. And they certainly weren't held up to ridicule and hatred and, uh, as, as they've uh, have been recently
0: all that being said, um, we've seen a lot of shortages of officers, especially in Texas over the recent years. Um, do you think this will result in increased death of officers or violence against officers in the future as well?
1: Well, Texas is already has the, the largest uh, in, in the country. Uh, I believe 1,944, I believe, is uh, what we have uh, going on the wall uh, right now. So. Uh, but, yes, I believe the violence toward officers will continue in Texas, and Texas will continue to lead the nation. But I think in a, in a, in a larger you know, kind of picture that we're going to see people not want to take that risk. I think you're already seeing uh, uh, cadet classes are, are, that, that where departments can't make those, they can't get enough people. I think uh, regular uh, folks that make good officers... Uh, women minorities and folks are going back to the public sector and saying I'm safer here I won't, I won't be criticized and ridiculed and hated in my work I'd rather not take that risk and so I think we're we're seeing those decisions being made where the the hiring pool is getting thinner and so At the same time, it's getting thinner. It's at a time in law enforcement when the benefits are being questioned. So uh, I think it's a double-edged sword. People aren't going to take the risk, and they're not going to do it, uh, especially if there's not a deferred compensation on the other end to protect their uh, retirement and, and have a better life.
0: Charlie, there's a lot of talk um, about many proposals in the upcoming year over at the Capitol um, affecting officers from their training to their pensions, but there's very little talk about uh, assistance to officers or the increase of pay or benefits. Um, what do you see coming our way for officers in the upcoming legislative session?
1: Well, that's a good one. Uh, I think we're going to see more of the same. I think we'll see more attacks. I think we'll see politicians being politicians. It's unlikely that they're going to be able to uh, stand up and begin the process of of asking for more benefits and better working conditions, uh, a better life for law enforcement officers until the climate changes, because they're responding to to the public. So while in Texas, we're talking about doing more for less, where we're talking about uh, paying officers less, we're talking about lowering standards they have in certain cities already. Pe- people that have taken drugs are now uh, being allowed to uh, not only apply, but uh, become officers. So uh, we're going to see this cycle where the standards are going to be lower, the pay is going to be lower, the hiring pool is going to be uh, smaller, and um, we'll pay for it down the road with spiking and crime and, and a, a big surge where we'll want quality officers back, we'll want the best uh, that we can get, and uh, competitive nature between political subdivisions, cities and counties that want to grow. Uh, You you get what you pay for, and uh, officers that aren't as trained, aren't as qualified, aren't as educated, and uh, don't know the law as well, have lower standards, those kind of officers are going to make more mistakes, civil liberties will be violated, you have more lawsuits, uh, and the taxpayers will be on the hook for that. So it's a, a, a... a a double edged sword in the end it'll all swing back around politicians will be leading the charge Uh, they'll be out there saying you know we've got to have more qualified officers we need uh, more officers we need more females we need more minorities in the community Uh, we need to pay them more we need to take care of these heroes at the end of their career and we'll be right back uh... In, in the spin cycle and uh, what the state should do is pay attention to where it's been they had the best law enforcement officers highest qualified they had to pay for that and they should continue to do that instead of zigging and zagging and uh, all, all these uh, you know helter skelter moves that they potentially could take that eventually will cause crime to rise so we're not doing a very good job we're doing a lot of talking Uh, right now and coasting when we should be looking toward the future and building better police uh, and sheriff departments.
0: With all of this being said, is there anything you'd like to add or say to officers today that are just trying to get home safe to their families?
1: Well, I think Cleet had 131 critical incidents last year and we made every one of them. They're guaranteed with $1,000 to the member, we didn't have to pay out one time. Our legal staff is at 20 uh, full-time across the state. Uh, we have uh, lawyers in every uh, large community, and our regional network of lawyers uh, is the backup uh, for that. So our legal plan covers you on or off-duty. It takes care of you. Uh, we've spent over half a million dollars on one case this year, this past year uh, on a criminal side. And so whether you're a school officer out there in San Antonio today where they fired you, uh, for trying to protect the hallway and do the job they trained you to do and told you to do, uh, or you're a uh, the officer in Austin uh, where there was a shooting and you and you did your job, you protected the peace and you uh, followed your training and you followed the law. The police going to take care of you. We're going to stand behind you and there's nothing to worry about. Do your job, follow the law, follow your training, and come home safe to your family. And we got
0: your six. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you.